Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome back to Left on Red. The old duo's here again. It's me and Harry to discuss a very, very disappointing afternoon in North London. Right, well, I'm back, but not really the return that I'd hoped for. That was quite shite, wasn't it? Yeah, Arsenal really had to give you a better return than that. Oh, the Burnley at home, I thought it was safe. You know, I was sitting in my seat at the Emirates, and Burnley at home is one of those games where if you're not winning, you don't really panic because you don't believe it's possible not to win. So it was only in the 85th minute when I no, started that's panicking. Like, yeah, I was going to say yeah. A, a, I think it reached like 82 and I was like mm, we might not win this and I was started muttering issue. to myself putting my head in my hands going oh my god we're actually going to drop points we're actually going to drop points in this yeah. aren't we yeah it, oh, it was just poor it was like such a classic Burnley at home game like they're just so they're the most anti-football team I've ever watched play yeah. I, genu- genuinely, I can't wait for them to go down this genu- season genuinely I don't think they'll ever score again <laughs> just, they, they, they didn't Attempt to play. No, any this is the thing. Surely, much. any competent team scores at the end there. So we were playing with one defender. Yeah, it was holding. <laughs> Do you know what we're going to get into holding later? But I thought it was probably our worst player. I, but, don't, I don't know. I, I just get so frustrated because quite clearly our centre backs are asked to sometimes like yeah. play those balls through the lines, it's, it's, and he never does it. It's really weird. We all think like Saliba's off and. You know, stuff like that. It's just so weird how we're really not used to having three good players in the same position. Yeah. Or, to what, like, more than one good player in the same position. Yeah. Like, and then we all wonder, like, when one gets injured, why we're so fucked. Yeah. We, our squad depth has really, like, so come poor. through this month in a negative light that's suggested how far away we are as a squad. Because our first 11's slowly but surely moving in the right direction. But yeah. you can't, as a club, or points-wise results wise move in the same direction no. with a squad that is such a gap yeah. between first 11 and I mean I, I was saying to you like United could bring off Rashford Cavani Even Martial Lingard. Lingard yeah but the you know Rashford and Cavani yeah. two subs that ended up winning them Donny the game. Van der Beek Van, Van der Beek they can bring off Spurs bring on Lo Celso Bergwijn you know players that Fully end up winning them the game the, like we, we can bring on Nketiah alright like He's not the worst player in the world, but he's not great. Yeah. And he doesn't really add anything Every to Every time Nketiah comes on, I sort of sigh and think, even though you're meant to be a fox in the box, yeah. I sort of feel like for our overall structural play, there's just a smaller chance that we get ourselves into those positions yeah. with you on the pitch. Also, and, he's, it's useless having a fox in the box for that game. Cause, like, and also, it was really strange because it was genuinely a straight swap for Smith-Rowe. He played left number yeah, eight I when he came I on in a 4-3-3. That. that was a bit weird. It just and didn't it was make also any sense. that Smith-Rowe was cooking at that point. At that well. point, Smith-Rowe was on fire. The only thing I can think of is that we need to manage his minutes coming back from yeah. his injury. There was but like, then we have, like, we, what, we have 15 off days or whatever, off, yeah. whatever it is. There, there's, there was like a 60 to 75 minute period where we were like properly like piling on the pressure yeah. and playing well and the crowd was... The crowd was getting behind us, but it was a good atmosphere actually. At the end yeah, it was actually a really good atmosphere. I do, you know, I don't understand the booing off, but 
needs it's July. Just, it's, it's a just, disgrace, really. What, 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 it's just the team didn't play terribly. Also, you also, know. you look at you look at like the players that are out there on the floor. It's not like they didn't give it. They've, given, they've, they've really given it a go, and, and they've come short. Also, After you look hardly at, any trading injuries. COVID, there's, there's just you know, so much of an overreaction. Like, fair enough, quite a lot of it is just proportionate reactions to us dropping points in a team that we expect to be whilst we're in the race for a top four. But then the reaction of, like, Edu out, Arteta out, like, what happens with Edu if so, he doesn't do something so in the last 10 days? It's like, really, it, I, I label it as childish. I mean, what's Arteta done? How's Arteta set us up wrong in that game? He didn't. Oh, we did enough to win the game. We I was tactically set you, up we, right. We created enough to win the game. We just don't have a killer. Yeah. And as much as I love Lacazette and I love his interplay and I, I think he brings so much to the team, he's not a killer. He's not a killer. He's not that sort of premium he's not one level chance, striker one with, with one chance, one goal. Yeah. He'll create chances and he'll allow the other players around him to create chances by the yeah. way he links up, which he was really good at yesterday. But it's in that, in that moment where... He has one chance, it's him versus the keeper, yeah. and you bury it to win or the game. Or him versus an open it, goal. In terms of yesterday, or yeah. him versus an open goal with a player closing him down. But that's what it's, you I, bury it, and he's like, score six out of ten rather yeah. than nine out of ten. Yeah, yeah. No, I think, I, and I think that's the difference between us and top four right now, is a killer. Yeah, yeah. Probably and, a midfielder Well, no, I think, well. I think more accurately, just squad depth in general. Yeah, I mean squad depth in general, yeah, but I think sort of generally, if you're looking at our first 11, that's what that's missing. Midfielder and the midfielder and the killer, killer striker, so that you can have the option of playing Lacazette or a killer striker in the moments that are needed for both of those. Yeah, exactly. Lacazette's such a fantastic rotational player to have. I mean, he'd be brilliant to bring off the bench. I mean, he, uh, I mean, it's it's so it's a, I find it a weird one because he was really good yesterday. He linked. There was some yeah, yeah. S- sensational link up play and, and first touches in, in really tight areas, yeah. which played in Odegaard and Smith Rowe's eights or played in Saka and Martinelli as wingers. And you're not going to get that from many strikers, <laughs> so it's give and take. But you are judged no, on but having, I, to be having fair, taking from, a, taking a dinner when it's yeah, put on a plate for you. For, from what I've seen, I think you do get that from Isak. Like quite a lot of the stuff that Lacazette does. I yeah, mean, I, 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 I'm. If I'm being totally honest, I watched a couple of games in the Euros for him. Yeah. It's impressive, but I haven't watched enough. I actually, but like I Lester, have seen a bit of his link up with Odegaard at Real Sociedad yeah, yeah. from a few years oh, ago, which excites beautiful. me. But from from the rumours that we might buy out his La Liga release clause. Um, I'm not too too sure yeah. that he's worth 75 million euros. No, but uh, they're 75 million pound, mate. 75 million pound, okay. Mm. Well, either way. Yeah, not, yeah, yeah. I oh, know, there's questions over it. I mean, he's definitely got the potential and the ceiling. It's just... But if we have the money to spend, do it. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing, is it? Like, but also, I think people look at this January transfer window and they just think, why haven't we got any players in? But then you also have to look at how many teams are looking to do deals in January? And also, if you're a team like Arsenal, that's going to want players that realistically are going to be a big part of other teams. Like, let's say even if we wanted to sign, like, Ward-Prowse or Jack Cork, like, okay. they're integral parts to Burnley and Southampton, sure. and to try and prize them away mid-season, it's so much harder of a deal to do than people can anticipate. Well, you, are you referring to Vlahovic here? How like integral he is? Well, no, no, I'm not necessarily saying to him, but I mean to, to quite a lot of players that you may have looked at. Like in order to get well, into whereas, Arsenal's first team, okay. they're going to be a big part of most other teams. Yeah, yeah. Well, who who we want, and I've really rated a player, but hasn't quite worked out for him, 
in other big clubs is Bartomeu. Yeah, and that's where field. that's where you get that, the deal. That's where you can get the deal because he's he's Juventus are playing a really boring defensive four four two, and, and also Juventus, Juventus are a team that that uh, uh, are blessed with midfielders at the moment. Yeah, and it's like like Odegaard. That's where you get the deal for yeah. Odegaard. Is that like Real Madrid needed to offload some players and they were overloaded in the midfield, in the midfield and that's where you yeah. get the deals. But like when we're looking for players like let's say Bruno Guimaraes, yeah. Right? Or Vlahovic, or Tielemans, or, or even Calvert Lewin, or yeah. an Isak. You know they're integral parts to these teams, and you're not only having to do a deal of buying this player off the team, but you're having to do a deal of persuading them to let you have him mid-season because that team's going to need to find a replacement exactly. before they let that player yeah. go, and it, it just breaks behind. up the whole season yeah. and the whole squad and the preparation. So you have to think about the structural financial yeah. element behind the scenes that we yeah. don't see as fans that's going on daily with the footballing directors yeah, and, the man- yeah. and the management staff. Uh, and, you know, and I do clubs. I do think we need we need players in, we definitely need players in, but I think what we're underestimating is that I think the hierarchy and the manager and Edu know that more than we do. Of course, of like, course they do. And you look at a game like that and yes, it was a poor result, but it's one of those results that may also intensify our searches for, for various different targets. And like also the, you can look at that game and think, actually, a striker there, and we've got two more points. I was going to add one more point, which was that the club are continuing with this process of moving everything with the quality and yeah. the profile of the direction they want to move in. Yeah. So a lot of fans going... Get a fucking striker and get a fucking midfielder and what yeah. you're doing, Edu, you've ruined our top four chances. Yeah. But we are building a sustainable long term yeah. and it might be frustrating for us as fans because we may not yeah. get there straight away. But we it seems to me like Arteta and Edu only want to sign players that are gonna improve the project that yeah. they want. And also I I don't think anyway but pre season no one expected us to be here this fast. Not in this position, no. And that's the thing, and you know, we sort of like we're victims of our own performances to a, to an extent where the fans have seen much earlier than I think we all expected what this team can actually do. Yeah. And once we've seen that, you know, we've come to expect that level of performance and when it drops off there's there's massive overreactions and you know, I generally don't think top four was the I mean, obviously it's the primary goal, but I don't think it was the primary expectation this year. No, the top six is because that is gradual yeah, progress. That's, that's, that's improvement. On, on all elements, in yeah. e- in every department that you look at, economic yeah. points, it, it's it's an upward trajectory. And I don't think anyone could have seen how, how well and how quickly these new signings have settled in and how quickly some youngsters have established themselves as regular yeah, starters. Yeah, I mean, what, what the do the stars. fans want? They want us to sign Calvert-Lewin. He's, he's not good enough to play number I, one I think us. that's the thing. Is, and is, then and then be frustrated in, and in, when, yeah. when in one year or, or two years on Twitter, yeah, he's, I see, he's not good enough. He's not good enough when you yeah. a new striker. Or, would you know, you, that, you've got Lacazette who is good enough yeah. but doesn't quite finish every chance but yeah. good enough in every other department as a number nine. Yeah. So would you not want to be patient? Keep just stick with it till the end of the season, and if that's when you can get somebody like yeah, Vlahovic that, or that's Isak, where you can get really a game changer improve. in. Yeah, yeah. But I think also what what Arteta and Edu and the rest of the hierarchy are trying to make sure is that we're not left with any more Kalasinac situations, Özil situations. They're trying to purge uh, and cleanse Mary, the club, you know, and uh, move them Cedric people like that, where you've given them big bumper contracts for much longer than they're needed for. It's like if you look at this, and you can't unload them because if, of if how much you look much at you're Manchester City's structure with with City Football Group, nearly every player in that squad, bar Kevin De Bruyne, is on between a hundred and 180 grand a week 
everyone. So you got I'd, I'd, you got I'd, players I'd like highly doubt that. no 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 seriously like Ruben no, no, Diaz, Jao Cancelo. But you know you know all, all these reported figures are so much lower. Yeah, than I, the actual figure. Like, genuinely, I think we haven't even scratched the surface with the amount okay, of money but, but, that these but, but, but if, if that 100,000 is in behind the scenes, 400,000, and that's the way yeah, it works, okay, they I, don't report I, I that. I see what we you're just saying. Go with the, they're the they're all on they, a similar yeah. Yeah, bracket. Yeah, and they're, they're all... Bar Kevin De Bruyne is probably yeah. on 300, 350 because he signed the new contract yeah. and he's 30 now. Yeah. No, I, that, do, that, I do see what you This star-studded group of players... Yeah. all from a young age signing these yeah. contracts with gradual progression for, through the contracts whereas yeah. we've gone more the lacklustre strategy of just yeah. giving people 200 grand a week 300 grand yeah. a week 250 grand a week to, to anybody that's, that's got seniority rather yeah, than quality yeah. or or youth and and then you can't offload them because of how much you're paying them I, I also I genuinely think that something that the like fans underestimate is how much these young players development has been to do with Arteta and his coaching you look at Saka, his development. You look at Smith Rowe, his development. I mean, Smith Rowe made his Premier League debut under Arteta. Yeah. As did Saka. Yeah. You know. No, like, he didn't. Saka played under Emery, but essentially. Did he? But you know, like one I mean, or two games, yeah. but essentially. And then, like, and also Odegaard, so young. Yeah. Um, ben White. Ben White, Gabriel. Ram- Ramsdale. Ramsdale. It's like I don't know where that's you know, come the, from. These players have just become have become different under Arteta, and I think what people underestimate is for quite a lot of them, I think the situation they're in at the club I think for example Martinelli I think Martinelli stays as long as Arteta stays also we didn't you didn't mention Martinelli in that list Martinelli's first touch oh my god his first touch and the way he's starting to receive the ball his first touch is like bread and butter between this season and last season it's like it's like it's how like you know how he just plucks it you know how last season we were talking about Martinelli, you know, he's got this sniff, this instinct. Situations where he's got to come up with something magic, he might. But mm. in the simple, like the simple football basics, yeah. he, he's, he's like he's a rough out, diamond. He's an outball as well. Yeah. Like he's, Ramsdale, he's now doing him out and you know he can take it down. I have, I believe in him so much more as a footballer yeah. because of the simple things he's now doing. He's now receiving the ball yeah. and he's controlling the long balls in, in a tight radius around him, which yeah. means... Right backs aren't jumping on him, yeah. and he can then run at, and he's got them and wobbling. It's it, he has improved so much in the last three yeah. months. I wasn't really expecting it, no, because we know the raw talent he's got. But it was to harness that raw talent, he yeah. had to do what he's done. In the but last also, three months. everyone's saying why didn't Arteta play Martinelli earlier and stuff like that. Like you know, he's gradually he's bringing them he's in. There, there's so much going on behind the scenes that we don't know of. Maybe that that game that he started against uh, against West Ham, that was when Arteta felt he was ready. Yeah. And look what happened when he came in. Yeah. But if you bring him in earlier, you you risk abuse from fans who yeah. you know will just get onto people, whatever. And and you you risk having to take him out of the team because he's not performing. Yeah. If you put him in when you know he's ready, then it's a different story. So sort of the sense of this section that we're we're, we're gathering is that we believe that we're in a process. And we get frustrated. I mean, mm. I was really, really frustrated and, and, and kind it's, of depleted in my energy levels after that like game that. because you know that it could be costly for what you really, really want. But if we don't achieve what we really, really want, which is the top four, then fifth or sixth, however sort of frustrating and, yeah. it, and it does, yeah, it, it plays do. on your nerves, it won't do, but it, it, it will still be progression 
to the point where yeah, yeah. we believe in Arteta and yeah. next season then top four's progression. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and then if I'm being honest, if you want to build something sustainable, the season after that, top four again is progression yeah. and the year after that, then it's a title race. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's maintaining yourself as one of those If you top can clubs. skip one of those levels Great. in a year which we could do this year by finishing in yeah, the top yeah. four, that's like exceptional and then you can then you need the owner to back yeah, yeah. the manager and the technical director in yeah. the transfer window a year earlier than he would do yeah. for that stage of the process. All right, moving on to your tactics section then, Harry. Let's what do it then. So, I actually don't think we performed that badly. I don't think it was exceptional. I think it was no, a 6, 7 out of 10, badly. which isn't good enough for Burnley at home. I don't think we did anything really wrong. No, we created chances, not enough, but we did. No. And our interplay between our two number eights and our number nine, who's at times operated as a false nine yeah. yesterday, was the best that I've seen from us operating yeah. in the four-three-three system. I thought Odegaard and Smith Rowe both cutting in in, in those Which zones generally on, on I'm not eights. a big fan of, by the way, that four-three-three currently but I think it's the best we played in it and we weren't superb yeah, but I think yeah. um, small midfield dynamics I saw at points it wasn't happening we weren't sustaining yeah. these passing patterns enough yesterday and no. there are a few reasons that I've picked out for but that it's, it's the but first time that I've seen Smith Rowe and Odegaard properly work really well link together. up together yeah. and link up with Lacazette and there were some points where in those half spaces the, these subtle little touches they'd interplay either with each other or Lacazette, who would drop into a half space, and then one of them would be able to dribble out and switch the play. Yeah. That was really nice, and I hadn't seen that before in a 4-3-3, so that was positive. So we still built out in a 2-3-5, which yeah. we had some elements of feeling awkward with on the left-hand side of the pitch, as we did on Thursday against Liverpool. But also, because it, was much more, it was much more focused down the left-hand side, I thought, because there's yeah, the, a lack of being comfortable with Ben White at right-back. Then, to an extent I see this is where I disagree we did it wasn't due to a lack of comfort it was because Tierney and Martinelli both stayed so wide which meant that actually playing out through the left hand side centrally yeah. didn't happen as much as it did I just on the right where Odegaard there's, more, was there's, less, there's less of an attacking threat down the right when, when White plays at right back yeah I mean in the, the final left. third in terms of overlaps and yeah. chances created but I'm talking about yeah, White that initial Saka at all like one time, actually it was Odegaard, he got around Odegaard one time yeah. where Odegaard slipped him in, but I, I agree in the final third, but when we're building out through through the first and second third, yeah. on that left side it's awkward because, so Sambi's the six, and on the right you've got Ben White who's tucked in a little bit just yeah. to protect with the two centre-backs behind, and on the left you want either Smithrow or Tierney to do it because Martinelli's holding the left width, yeah, yeah. so Tierney can't hold the left width, and therefore Smith-Rowe's asked to operate in that inside channel in that yeah. front five on the left side so you need Tierney just to come tuck in a little bit just in zones where Jacko would be just to either play it wide to Martinelli or, or break the line into Smith-Rowe we didn't have that so much so there was a lot of getting the ball out to Tierney and just passing it straight down the line to Martinelli which because Martinelli was good in 1v1s yesterday yeah we got out of, but it's it, it is an issue if you want to play the system. Uh, having Martinelli and Tierney in 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 the same team with with a four three three without yeah. Xhaka and then one ten. And an issue that I picked up on quite a bit was that Tierney wasn't able to play the passes through the lines. That That's I'd exactly what I'm to. referring to. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like there were quite a lot of times where Lacazette was in in sort of that pocket between the midfield and the defence, calling yeah. for the ball off Tierney. 
and Tierney doesn't have the confidence in himself to play that part. So his, that's, that's the first player slash issue in this that restricted us from combining yeah. really well, which we showed evidence of yesterday with, yeah. that we've already discussed with Odegaard, Smithrow and Lacazette in those central pockets. That's another thing that we're sort of underrating as well, is that at the moment that's a little bit of a makeshift system. In a makeshift team. Yeah, yeah. And these, obviously, as Arteta said, these players haven't really trained. And, no. you know, they're, they're rusty they've in terms been of energy into levels. the ground. Part, I mean, yes, because of our squad depth. But, you know, the, these are 19-year-old, 20-year-old kids that are... In unprecedented circumstances as well. Yeah. Anyhow, the second issue with the system was... And actually, it's not really just to do with the system. It's just to do with individual personnel. So, one was Tierney. <sighs> But that was more related to this system because our forty-three-one system allows yeah. him to hold the width and the left winger to yeah. come inside. And also, I thought this was quite game particular because quite yeah, a lot of the time I've seen Burnley sit deep in blocks. Yeah. And and you know, I, I have seen Tierney play that ball um, At quite, times. quite a few times. Yeah. yeah so the, the the second player that I had a real issue with in that game was Rob Holding. I thought he was atrocious on the ball. His defending was fine, but he had nothing to defend. We we lose a lot um, not playing White and Gabriel so at backs. Just uh, me and my dad lines. both agreed after the game that. One tactical error was not keeping Ben White at centre-back and then just playing Chambers at right-back. We would have played out a lot better with our I think, processes. Uh, no, but I think, I think he want, wanted to, but he said Chambers wasn't fit. Right, OK. Because that would have healed Thursday. a lot. That would have yeah, healed yeah. some of and our I issues. Think Chambers is a lot closer of a mould to Tommy Essex. I wouldn't, so I'm not lying to you. I counted between 15 and 20 times in that match where you know you want your centre-backs. Not every time, because it's not always on, but yeah, sometimes yeah. to play those line-breaking passes into yeah. your number eight in that channel or into Sambi as the six. Yeah. Or even sometimes when Lacazette would drop deep, just diagonally through the lines into Lacazette so that we can start linking and shifting their, their rigid blocks around. Yeah. And, think- and it was because Gabriel was doing it. And I counted 15 to 20 times in that match where Rob Holding knew that's what Arteta wanted him to yeah. do. He carried the ball out, sort of did this with his arms pointing in both directions. Yeah. And then and then when he realised he'd left it too late, played it with the outside of his boot just across to the right to Ben White yeah. and we, we recycled it back to Ramsdale yeah. or Gabriel. I think um, also we lose quite a lot not playing a double pivot, not having two players dropping in as deep as Sambi does just to pick up that ball and drive with it. But I think, it, I think or, that ties into... To, in this system because you, you're, you're still playing 2-3-5 and build out in yeah, both yeah. systems in this system not having Xhaka to the left of, of, of Partey or Sambi yeah. because also, it's always the right back yeah. Tommy Asu or Ben White they do it well supporting but on the right having two there means that one's always three they can't mark both of them whereas when you're when but it's, but it's, quite but it's a lot, three because the right off. back comes in so with, with, yeah, when yeah. it's double pivot that's on the right of the pivot which will be Partey will play as a six the right back yeah. will be on the right and Xhaka will be on the left in this system, you need both fullbacks to come in, yeah. which Tierney just doesn't do so well. So there was just a lack of fluidity. I also in that think sense. with holding quite a lot, there was there are quite often balls onto Tierney that holding can't spray out, yeah. and he then has to yeah. play to Gabriel, who then plays to Tierney, and, and by that time the space is. And gone. you saw holding because the switch was was on quite a lot from a lot. Yeah. in that game, it just cuts out twenty five seconds of build up that's not necessary. Yeah, and well, you, you saw Rob holding attempt those balls at times and it just falls to their, yeah, their fullback yeah. rather than Martinelli and beyond or yeah, and that's what White does so well is cuts out that oh, pass they were so, to Gabriel he was so good with those ones yeah. yesterday he, he cuts out the pass to Gabriel and he plays it straight to Tierney and quite often those extra seconds are key um, in the build up to a goal but on the positive when we did manage to play through that build up which we did 
on a number of occasions, we did link up quite nicely in midfield yeah. and we managed to get the ball into channels and create half lots and lots of half chances. Yeah. There were lots of half chances in that first half. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was one where Lacazette has this beautiful touch and then someone's, I think Sambi's through-balled it to him and he's dribbled it through and he's yeah. skewed his shot. I think he should have played Saka that time. Possibly. I mean, I, I think he was trying Spare, to drill it alone yeah. Yeah, yeah, hard, yeah. but he's missed it by half a second. There was one where... I think Saka, Odegaard and Lacazette have had a pop at it and then... Yeah, yeah, and then White volleyed it. There was a long-range shot from from Lekonga in the first half which was just defo going top bins and it got blocked. It was really early on. I haven't seen it. I didn't watch Um, any of the highlights. I was too depressed. Yeah. Uh, But no, it was good. We we showed glimpses of, of, of how that system can work nicely and the last thing I really wanted to touch on was something that was similar to what... to this pattern of play that City did at times last season. They do it at times this season as well where you're playing with the false nine because at times Lacazette was so deep he was like a false nine yeah. and one of your two eights run in beyond the yeah, nine yeah, into the yeah. space Smith and we saw Smithrow doing that a lot yeah. and we saw Odegaard doing it a few times but again that pass was quite often quite often on from holding yes exactly and he didn't do, and it. He can't do it but what it did was if the centre-backs or the full-backs who were in control of the ball at the time when that run was made didn't make that pass yeah. over, the, over their centre-backs into a number eight that's used Lacazette as, as a decoy, yeah. it created on a second decoy, which was to the wing, space on yeah, the wing. Yeah. So by running that way, the fullbacks kind of caught in a half half decision to make whether to follow or yeah. keep his width. And usually they would follow to keep the spaces between the back four and arrow, and it would allow for the switch. So I thought that was yeah. an interesting tactic. And that was about it. Basically, we, we yeah. did well at some points, but didn't create enough chances. But we did create chances, and we should have taken them. Yeah. And if we had, we would have won, and we wouldn't be so frustrated. Just to finish off, I think a general point is I just I, I genuinely don't think I've seen a big six team other than City put in a flawless footballing performance against Burnley. By the way, just to Burnley, I mean, we can't. don't we don't need to do a tactical thing on Burnley because it's four four two low block. Yeah, they, they don't even set. they don't even counter attack. They just no. wait for set pieces. Yeah. By the way, their second phases of set pieces really scared me though. You know yeah, when they the, put a corner and they knock it back. Yeah, and yeah, then they, and then they just, then they, they try and attack charge, it. Yeah, and, and it's they like look, Tarkovsky yeah, and me and like yeah, yeah. They looked a threat from that, and that was about it. Yeah. Okay, so player ratings. I'm gonna ask Harold for this one. Ramsdale. Are we gonna do? the whole team oh shit yeah no we don't do that anymore do we no. I did ge- generally just because I've said Ramsdale I thought he was a bit flappy in that game <laughs> wasn't a fan um, a couple of times yeah. he punched it oh there was it. that punch yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. he, he was fine though. Not, not uh, so he kicked it long quite a lot when I think we should have just played it out because yeah. he lost the ball there was a lot of times he didn't trust Lukonga yeah. dropping as yeah. a six or just just play it Yeah, like they don't really press no who cares uh, okay three best players so I will I would have given it to Lac. I would have, Lacazette would have been in the top three had he scored because I thought his yeah, overall yeah. game was really good. Yeah, but he's not making it. because You have to score that. Yeah. So I'm gonna go third best player Smithrow. Yeah. I thought that's one of his best games playing as an actual number eight. Yeah. Not a number ten. I agree. Uh, second best player I will go for Ben White at right back. I thought. Okay. I thought he basically took the load for two for two players worth of, of right. through balls and long balls yeah, yeah. so for that I was tempted to go Martinelli because he was really dynamic yeah, I was down that left hand side I think side. my second best would be Martinelli but I just wanted to give Ben White the praise I think he deserves yeah, because yeah. Holding put him under a lot of pressure and he didn't really look like he was no, uncomfortable yeah. at all and then the best player was Odegaard yeah, and he as has he been has for been while. for the last two three months uh, opposition's best player 
Dwight McNeil. Nick Pope. Goalie. Yeah. Maybe I, I think saves. Dwight McNeil's quite good. I think he's Yeah, he, he has the ability to run past a few people, yeah. get a block and gain the corner, doesn't he? Ref. I think Bradley should have had a red card. Oh, yeah, blind. Ashley, well, Ashley Westwood. Westwood, yeah. Well, who was that on again? Was that? But also, I, was, I, was saying to, um, I was saying to my mate at the game, like, I genuinely think that like Burnley getting a red card would have made the game a whole lot worse as well. Like, well it just would have been so much more deeper. painful. Like, yeah. It just would have been more frustrating. Well, especially if we didn't get a winner. Yeah. And Mikel? Six, six and yeah, a half. Not much he could have I don't done. think he got the tactical setup wrong at all. No. I just think we didn't execute Maybe it. Maybe chuck on a youngster at the end. Oh, I'm going to just not even go six and a half, six, because why are you bringing Eddie on as a left number eight yeah, straight sort of yeah. Smith Rowe? It tactically yeah. didn't make sense. If you're going to do a straight swap, like take off lacquer. Or just go 4 4 2. Yeah. So, in this week's quiz, I will be asking Lol some questions, and I've gone with. Some alternative Ra- style Raph's questions. really messed up my quiz record. I was battering Harry, yeah, and then Raph's come in and gave him some. I managed to easy peg it questions. back to six six. So we haven't actually discussed what the um. This is the last. This is the winning one as well, isn't it? Because we're going into an oh, international yeah, we're going break. Into a little break. Uh, we'll we'll figure out afterwards what the reward is for whoever wins. So I've played around with these questions and I've gone for some different styles. So if they're too harsh, then I, then I'll change them. Okay. But I think I've got a right blend. I'm open for criticism. So. The first question, I think it's quite an easy one. What was the score against Burnley in 2018? This was Wenger's last home game. Okay. Now, this is a different style question. I thought because we did this trip together up to Burnley yeah. for, the first, for the away game this season, I was going to ask what was our starting eleven in that match. Oh, God. I think that's doable. Yeah, yeah. Have you come to an answer on that one? think so okay well then I'm going to move you on to the last question which is as of today because I think Ivory Coast are playing tomorrow yeah how many goal contributions has Nicolas Pepe got so far in AFCON okay okay so the first question when this last home game was against Burnley at home what was the score 5 now. yep I think Barriang scored 2 Lacazette scored 1 even Kalas match Kalas scored, scored yeah so 1 point for you so 1 more and you've won this, this section of the quiz our starting eleven against Burnley away this season, which we went to together. Right, uh, Ramsdale. Yeah. Tommy Yasu. Yeah. Ben White. Yeah. Gabriel. Yeah. Tierney. Yeah. Partey. Yeah. Xhaka. Nope. E. Okay. Uh, Partey. Well, I've got that one wrong anyway. But Partey, Odegaard, Smith yeah. Rowe, Saka. Yeah. Aubameyang. Yep. Yeah. Who's the other one? Well, it leads quite nicely onto the third question. The other one was Pepe. Oh, was it? Yeah, he because started. Yeah, yeah. Great times. Yeah. So that's down to the winning question then. Yeah. Which was how many goal contributions as of today before Ivory Coast's quarter final with Egypt tomorrow? How many goal contributions has Nicola Pepe got? Three. Absolutely spot on. Yeah. Two goals, one assist. Lovely assist for Frank Kessie against yeah. Algeria, by and the way. And a couple of nice classic Pepe Classic goals. Pepe, roly roly, yeah. then cut it back. Okay, so you've won this one. What is it, 8-7? I think so, yeah. That was a fairly... Despite Raf's attempt... To sabotage. To sabotage, yeah. yeah. Okay, so just to round it off, we'll have a little talk about this weekend's Premier League fixtures. Uh, Friday, Watford nil, <laughs> Norwich three, 
And they've Watford sacked Ranieri. Down. They've sat their manager Norwich again. Norwich probably going down again. Josh Sargent scored a good goal. Oh my gosh, giving Giroud a run for his money. Emmanuel Dennis got sent off, which was great didn't, for my fantasy team. Didn't know that. Captained him. Um, how many more managers do you reckon Watford are going to get through for the rest of the season? Two. They'll, Two? They'll, yeah. they'll get this one, they'll sack him, and then they'll get another one, and then they'll just realise they're going down whatever Yeah, happens. yeah. Um, uh, Everton Villa. I watched that whole game. Really, uh, really, really enjoyed watching how Gerrard set up Villa in that. Ge- Christmas Ge- I, I, I genuinely think Gerrard's a really good in manager. that four-three-two-one because it, what what I really liked was it was a new way of getting into a two-three-five, yeah. which I, I mean, bore it was you guys a boring to death game. With. It was a really boring. Well, I mean, there were loads of yellow cards, and there were, John McGinn went in for some crunching tackles. John McGinn, oh super John McGinn! What a tackle he made in the first half. It set tempo, but I really liked how. Uh, the two fullbacks would hold the wings yeah. and then in that front five you already had the two number eights in there in Coutinho and Buendia yeah. and then in the in the midfield three they just sort of stuck but then they had some nice rotations yeah. Ramsey's a brilliant player by the Ramsey. way they just seem to have a lovely midfield balance yeah. between, I think between team, those though. players I, I think Gerrard's going to do a good job there and then we had Brentford Wolves getting a bit worried about Wolves. They're quite yeah, good. If West Ham are in the Champions League race, so are Wolves if you look yeah, at the table. Yeah, they're getting they're getting in on us. West Ham go above Wolves with games in hand. Wolves go above West Ham. That's the one I meant. Yeah. yeah. And then Leeds lost to Newcastle. I mean, they're both shit. So <laughs> it's just the lesser of two evils. United won so lucky. They were so bad. They're, I mean, they're, from other angles as well, it just is offside. Yeah, Rashford's winner. It doesn't make sense. Their to me. results are going to catch up to their performances soon. Uh, Southampton City I thought City were really good City I mean I watched the first 20 minutes and then I shot off to work but Panry is one of City's best like, yeah, performances well, said, by far by far by far but you know he loves before he perform- he's like you know when you're an under 10 or something yeah, and the yeah, coaches yeah. say to you performance is more important than result yeah like yeah. Uh, Guardiola's like a living oh what a fit yeah. that reminded me of Callum Chambers at home to Burnley yeah, in the yeah, FA yeah, Cup yeah, actually which Cup, is yeah. quite topical for this cast nice uh, and then we drew nil nil to Burnley. Liverpool beat Palace three one. Some poor refereeing decisions. It's Penalty, never a pen, is never it? Never a pen. Firmino was interfering with play for Palace's uh, for Liverpool's second goal. And the most predictable. Then Teke got flagged offside when okay. he was in on goal for no reason. Right. When they should have just waited, and he was onside anyway. Oh, I didn't um, realise there was so much controversy. Yeah, that it was just poor. And then the most predictable result of the match week, which. Was Leicester Brighton? It was always going to be a one-one draw. Yeah, I mean Brighton. And then the other most predictable result: Chelsea beating Spurs. I mean, Spurs have lost three games in a month. Chelsea. Yeah, it's always happened again. Uh, You know, Spurs are Spurs are bad. Chelsea are much better than them. And I don't know what ZX taken because that finish was. He just that was placed it there. Like the definition of postage stamp. Yeah, yeah. Cheers, guys, for listening to this instalment of the Left on Red podcast. It's been great to have Lowell back in the studio. Hopefully, after our training camp, as Arteta called it, yeah. away in, in Dubai for the two weeks that we have off, because we're out of the FA Cup, yeah. we can refresh ourselves Recharge. and really push on for Wolves away. And Isak can meet us out there. Well, or potentially that bitch. I wouldn't mind yeah. it. Take care, guys. Thank you.